Welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast, the college admissions podcast for the students, by the students. My name is Michael Gao, and as usual, I'm joined by Dominic and Nee. Today, we're going to be talking about internships. Internships are where you have the opportunity to work for a summer, a fall, a spring, some amount of time for a company so that you can learn the ropes. Now, the reason why it's an internship and not a real job is because you don't have any skills. You're there to learn. But you're also there to gain valuable experience and other stuff. So we're going to be talking about all of that, how to find internships, what do you want to get out of it, get the most out of it, how to choose it, how to interview for it, how to write a resume for it. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of our stories with internships. But first, we want to talk to you about our sponsor today, FreezeCrowd. It's the go-to social platform for college students and alumni. I use it, and so many of my friends here at Columbia use it too. It's a great way for you to connect with your college community, but also the alumni that used to go to your school, which, as we'll talk about, can come in a big use when you're trying to find an internship. Our sponsor is FreezeCrowd, and you can sign up today at freezecrowd.com. But now, let's talk about internships. Now, Michael already touched on what an internship is, but now we need to figure out how we're going to go out there and actually get one ourselves. Uh, So what are some ways that you've found to get some internships? So when I was looking for an internship this past summer, uh, a few of the things I did is, of course, go on Google and type in internships for high school students. But one thing is my school, we actually had this kind of internship that was throughout the entire school district. So basically what we did was um, a bunch of companies came to a job fair and we got to go um, one afternoon and just go to the job fair interview with whoever we wanted. And basically from there, they kind of matched us with, um, so say they liked us, they would pick a few interns. And that was mainly how I found my internship. And I think that's a really good way because sometimes on Google, you don't know um, if they're legit or not, or it might be harder to just randomly um, find a company and try to intern for them. So I think if you have a organization, whether it be through your school, through your community, some organizations you participate in outside of school. I think those are really good resources for you to seek out internships. What about you, Dominic? Um, How do you plan to look for some internships this summer and also during college? So definitely the internet is a great resource, like you always said. Uh, Our counselor, and I feel like most high school counselors will get a lot of information about internships, whether they send those out to you or not, uh, I'm not sure. So definitely check up with your counselor. They probably know a lot about internships. This goes for high school and college. And then also, like you said, there's a lot of city programs out there that help match different employers throughout the city with students. Uh, So that's definitely another good way. Yeah. And so for me, my internship experience was at a patent law firm. And the way I got it was actually not through applying to the patent law firm, but actually through applying through the Dallas Bar Association summer law internship program. And so I applied to the program, was accepted into the program, and then the Bar Association actually matched me with the law firm. So I think you'll see a lot of these uh, type of programs that aren't the company run, but also some like greater organization the company is a part of. And so I actually found this program through my high school counselor too. So always be on the lookout for these opportunities. My counselor used to send out a whole bunch of emails all the time with scholarships and internship opportunities. And so if that's the case for your counselor too, definitely read those emails. Don't just, you know, delete or go to spam. 
So I feel like when we say just go to Google and type in internships, uh, <laughs> that can get a little difficult just considering that there's so many sites out there advertising so many interviews. How would you recommend just a little. narrowing it down a bit to really zone into certain sites to help you find good internships in your area? One way to do it is obviously by making sure they're looking for or will accept applicants from high school. Some of them are only for college. Some of them are only for grad programs. So that's number one. Number two is by using special job searching sites. Things like LinkedIn work really well to not just find internships, but also find people who you might be able to ask for internships or ask for advice as you find internships. So you should definitely have a LinkedIn and you should definitely make your profile uh, just in case anything anything comes up and you get offered anything. I actually... Uh, received an invitation to apply for an internship at the Federal Reserve through my LinkedIn profile. So so that can so those internship opportunities can definitely come out from there. The last thing I'll say is that sometimes when you use the internet, you have to make sure your keywords are really, really good. And and the reason why I say that is because sometimes things that are internships are dressed up in different ways. Uh, sometimes they're called fellowships. Sometimes they're called extern opportunities. You know, there's a whole bunch of different words for it. So make sure you use all those different permutations, particularly for political internships. So jobs involving politics that are unpaid. Politicians or campaigns don't want to say it's an internship because then it looks like you're taking advantage of the kid. So instead, they call it a fellowship. Fancy. So if you're looking into... Yeah, very, very fancy. Uh, if you're looking into anything in politics, just know they call it a fellowship. It's really just any old internship, but that's just a keyword difference that you should be aware of. Kind of going off what Michael said, with the internet um, having so many opportunities and not really knowing specifically what to search for, what you could always do is ask some of the people within your school. So I know I took advantage of this by kind of reaching out to some upperclassmen and seeing which opportunities, which internships they've done and if they really recommend a place. So I think it's really good to keep in mind that you should also take advantage of your fellow students that may have found a good internship opportunity and would really want to introduce you to it. Now that we've figured out ways to find internships, because there's so many out there with so many different ways you can go, meanings to go ahead and do the internship, we're going to cover a few motivating factors behind why you would want to do an internship with your free time. So for one of them, obviously you have money. Uh, money runs the world. So you have... <laughs> In a capitalist world. Well, <laughs> you, you got your paid... You have your paid internships. You have your uh, non-paid internships. You've got Less than minimum wage paid internships. <laughs> we don't talk about those. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so if you're looking for money, uh, well, an internship is probably not the way to go. But if you're trying to combine the other things we're going to talk about plus money, then you might want to be looking for a paid internship position. Now, these can be really hard to get, though, uh, especially if you're a high school student. I was lucky because my program required employers to pay at least $8. So I was paid only $8, like the, bare, oh, the bare minimum that the program mandated. Yay. Um, so it's going to be really tough to find a paid internship, especially as a high school student. It's even hard for college students. You know, young people are the unpaid labor that this capitalist machine oh my runs off of. All right. Over-exaggerating a little bit. Basically. A lot it's very it. hard to find a paid 
position. So as you can tell, money might not be your biggest motivation for getting an internship. I think most of us, when we think of an internship, it's for the experience and for us, as Michael mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, to acquire skills that we might use, say, in college or in the workforce later. So definitely, I know through my internship um, at Parkland Hospital, actually, I got a lot of experience, whether that be shadowing um, surgeons, um, also shadowing some physicians, of course, doing desk work, paperwork, the blah, blah, blah. But it was a really good just experience overall, just working uh, what is it, four hours a day, even though I was, like, really tired, but just, like, being within that working environment, I think that will help me a lot in the future. Yeah, and, you know, this is one of the reasons that employers throw around to justified, justify having um, below minimum wage or no wage free labor for them, um, and why they explain that it doesn't violate things like, you know, minimum wage laws. Oh <laughs> I, it's not that funny actually if you're an employer that has a lot of money you should pay your high school college age interns period but but the reason that they give for why they don't pay or pay so little um is that it's actually you who are getting more out of the experience than the company is um and you know like arguably that's probably true since as a high school student you're just don't have much experience in relevant fields like imagine yourself at you know imagine me at a law firm i didn't go to law school (laughs) clients don't want me writing patents you know i didn't even i don't have paralegal training i don't know all the ropes there so there definitely is an element of learning there where we are taking from the position but that's not to say that you know as interns you don't add anything of value to the company In many cases, you do. Even if you're doing clerical work, desk work, that's stuff that uh, a secretary would have to have done otherwise. You're taking work off their plate so they can do something that, you know, is more productive for the firm. So do not undersell yourself. And if any employers are listening, you should pay people. (laughs) Like, all goes back to that. Pay your interns. Period. One thing that I will say about paying interns is that I feel like if you are an intern part of kind of through a bigger organization like in my case the Dallas Mayor's intern kind of like Michael they set the minimum that an employer can pay to be like I think it was like 825 but most of us got paid like like 1025 whoa more than so a lot more than me hang on you got paid 1025 how many hours did you how many hours do you get to work though Michael uh, I worked a uh, total of 80 hours. Oh. The whole summer? Well, we, it was only half the summer. Oh. Uh, so how many how many, how many many a week do you think you were doing? Uh, tw- 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 20? <laughs> Same. But I know some, with the whole thing, I know some places will allow you to kind of negotiate. I know one of my friends, because he had to travel like, 45 minutes just to get to his internship place they paid him extra hours and he i think he got paid like 14 dollars an hour so you know you get you just gotta find your place and not get ripped off another another one of the uh main drawing factors of an internship are the connections that you're going to form while doing it you can definitely go work somewhere go get your money go get your experience but something that will 
pay off, especially if you're looking at a college internship as well, looking to get hired fairly soon. Uh, these connections are going to be very valuable when you're looking for a job. Michael, have you uh, noticed any friends at Columbia looking for connection internships? Yeah, I think the main value of an internship really are the people you meet because you can always just contact them again for more help, more mentorship, advice, connections to other people, that type of thing. Uh, and it's it's why it's so important and it's why everybody here at Columbia has a LinkedIn. Like everybody you meet, you just add on LinkedIn just in case. Um, and so I haven't, I haven't talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, I have this great connection through an internship. They've met some cool people, but it hasn't paid off in another position. What I will say that is that there is a whole bunch of networking here. So employers come on campus, they have job fairs, they have information sessions, and everybody dresses up nicely and goes and talks to the recruiters because that's, that's how you get a job in a competitive market. You know someone and that's what you just have to do. You just have to network. You just have to talk to people. It is how, what it is. I've actually heard some stories um, at my internship at Parkland this summer where this one guy who kind of was one of the heads of my internship program, he talked about how as a college student, he actually interned at Parkland and then he came back, I don't know, like 10 or 15 years later and actually got a job somehow through some of the connections he made when he was a college student. So I think that goes to show like it actually really pays off um, whether you're making connections for future jobs, other internships, or just like, I don't know, friends or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing, you know, we are really talking up the benefits of internships here, right? But I do want to mention a little bit that it's not perfect, right? The, the classic, you know, trope of an intern just like getting coffee <laughs> is sometimes true. <laughs> and doing like paperwork let me tell you it's it's pretty true i did not do coffee runs but i did do a whole bunch of paperwork and and part of it is is that it's just like what a patent law firm does it deals with lots of pa pa papers oh. related to patents really you know? mm. that <laughs> is amazing okay yes <laughs> but that's literally what i was so so what I was doing was basically just genera generating a whole bunch of templates for lawyers to use to fill in arguments. So it was a whole bunch of paper pushing, but it was a whole bunch of dumb paper pushing too. Like I saw a way to automate this like instantly and put dozens of paralegals outside out of their jobs. But I, yeah, but yeah, so <laughs> kind enough not to do that. Well, no, like I wasn't going to be like, yeah, you guys are doing this wrong. Like, what are you guys doing? No, they were, like, using the templates and filling in things when they could have... No, no. It's no, just, it's just a half a summer internship. Mm -mm. Um, but, yeah, so, so you know, get ready, potentially, for very boring experiences, too. Uh, you might not learn that much. It might not be that interesting. But you still get something out of it because you still meet people and you still make connections. So what, well, besides making connections, um, gaining experience, and of course making money, even though Michael, as Michael stated, not enough money, I think what one of the things I enjoyed the most about my internship was just how much fun I had, whether it be meeting the people yeah, or actually getting to see things. As I mentioned, I interned at a hospital, so seeing some of the procedures up close 
was really interesting. I never would have had the chance to do it otherwise. Um, also, through my internship, I actually had 20 other high school students with me. So every Friday, we'd have these things that were called field trip Fridays, even though we didn't technically take a field trip. But we did a lot of like team bonding activities. We even built bicycles that we later on donated to a women's shelter. So I think that's that something cool. that I really enjoyed um, throughout my internship. Just, you know, because otherwise I would just be at home during the summer, bored, not knowing what to do, dying in this Texas heat. But then I got to go to Parkland, where it's air-conditioned with a bunch of people who also kind of have similar interests. And we would go get Starbucks, go get lunch, because it was um, a part-time internship. So I think that's what I really enjoyed from it. And speaking of cold air conditioning, our sponsors today at Freeze. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh, <laughs> yes. This episode has been sponsored by Freeze Crab. It's a safe, secure, and private yearbook platform where you can break the ice with people at your school. And it's for college students only, and they're alumni from the school, so you know that it's going to be a safe place where you know the people that you're talking with. Wait, you said it's free? I mean, I hear you complain all the time about the the terrible, broke college life. It can't be free. It is free, because it's Free crowd. Get it? Oh my god. <laughs> Michael, that's so lame. You're such a dad. <laughs> Whatever. I'm on Freeze Crowd, and uh, all the cool kids are on it with me. When you go to freezecrowd.com, it's so easy. You just make your account, upload your profile picture, and you'll be able to connect with thousands of people from your college. You'll be able to talk to the people you're about to go to school with if you're a high school senior. If you're a college freshman or a college student right now, you'll be able to meet new people at your college campus. Now, you know, Dominic and E don't get this, but college campuses, even if they're really, really small, are actually really, really big. <laughs> Every college student is going to experience a big lecture classroom. And in a big lecture classroom, it can sometimes feel a little isolating. And at a big school, it can too. So Freeze Crowd is a great way to meet new people and break the ice with people at your school. So, how do you join? Well, get your .edu email ready and head over to freezecrowd.com. That's freezecrowd.com. Make an account, join me and all the other cool kids, and start breaking the ice. Another key decision when deciding upon which internship you would like to pursue, uh, in my opinion, is picking one related to a field of interest that you have. So, knee with the hospital and Michael with the patent law firm or just doing one that seems interesting to you maybe possibly not related obviously your field of interest is going to be interesting to you but i think there's a lot of other internships out there that could be fun for you but i think students are often scared off by the fact that they're not doing internship in the area that they want to do in college or in the real or in the the job market and then that it'll reflect poorly on them so I agree with what you said. Of course, when I was looking for my internships, I kind of leaned towards the area of interest that I think I might be interested in. But also, since I mentioned I went to a job fair where there are probably anywhere from like 100 to 200 companies there. So I did go interview with a few that were to say like the SPCA, which has to do with like pets and animals because I, I love animals or... I know like some of my friends, as we mentioned before, did like a golf internship. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with your main interests because like 
as they always say, like, we're not for sure for sure what we want to do. But say it's just something that's a minor interest, like a talent or something you've never tried before and you just want to try it. So I think those types of internships can be just as valuable as interning in your area of interest for your future career field. Yeah, I think you should take the time to explore a little bit and to see if the field of interest you're going to is actually something you like or if there is a field of interest that, you know, you've been thinking about but don't really know what what it's like. So I, I think it's either or. You know, if you can find something that you know you might be interested in doing, you can do that. But if you also come across something that's completely outside of your comfort zone, I think now is also the time just to, to try it out because – you know, you have a lot of time right now as high school students to do that. To speaking from a college student's perspective, if you're interested in finance and consulting, um, this, the the summer between your sophomore and junior year and your junior, the summer between your junior and senior years, those two are going to be with a bank or with the consulting company if that's what you're interested in. That's just how the system works now. It's called recruiting. And so that doesn't leave you with a lot of time to explore other options and other interests. So if you start early, you're going to be at a huge, huge advantage. So Michael, would you recommend later on, definitely in college in your later years, going for one in the job market, but not being afraid to just pursue one that seems interesting to you in your younger years? Yeah, I think that's, that's the perfect way of putting it, right? Because as you get closer to needing a job, you need to find internships that will lead to a job. You know, if the so- the summer so the summer b- before your senior year, or the summer after your senior year, you decide to become an intern at, you know, on a fishing boat or something, okay. and you have no interest in becoming a professional fisherman or woman or person, uh, you know, you're gonna be in a bad place. But if you decide to become an intern on a fishing boat when it's the summer before your sophomore year of high school. You have a lot more opportunities to get, you know, real job leading internships, or you might realize, oh, my passion is marine, marine, uh, marine fisheries, and that might change how you approach things. So, definitely. Of course, we are a college admissions podcast, and in my opinion, internships can also add some a different aspect to your college application. So, whether it be you doing an internship that kind of elaborates on one of the passions you had, say for education, you've been doing, uh, you've been tutoring on the side and now you have an internship um, within, I don't know, uh, helping out at a homeless shelter that helps educate students or you're a counselor at some camp, uh, at a science camp or a computer science, a computer science camp. So I think doing an internship is another way to kind of show your dedication and your initiative to pursue a passion that you like or it can just be the opportunity for you to show the colleges another passion you have as I mentioned before whether it be um, in sports or in music just to show a different side of you yeah and so so the thing we always talk about for college essays college applications is that you can't just have random unsupported things about yourself so like if you say you want to major in biology and you've never taken a biology class in high school it's going to be fairly fairly troubling and you know same goes for every other type of you know major opportunity if you say you want to do something at that college you should have some demonstration of that interest in high school 
And oftentimes, the the perfect way to do that is with the summer internship. You know, I know my high school, at least, did not offer very advanced curriculum in, like, genetics or whatever, or, or like, you know, that type of lab-based science. I, I know that, you know, government happened in senior year, and that was it. So if you were interested in politics, you didn't really get to do that in high school, in school, before senior year. And if you've taken AP government, you know it's it's not about the news. It's about memorizing terms from a textbook. So a summer internship is a perfect way to demonstrate your interest in something. And, you know, it seems disingenuous, right? It's like, oh, I need to appear like I'm interested in politics, so I will find a political internship. Now, if you're actually interested in politics and you're actually applying to schools to become a policy policy major, then it should just be natural that you seek out opportunities in the summer to work in politics. So, so, you know, I always want to say this process really isn't disingenuous. It's disingenuous if you make it disingenuous. This is also about developing your interests in different types of things. Did either of you write any college essays about your internships? I know for one of my supplements specifically uh, that asked about, oh, I forgot. It's like, why do you want to, what career interests are you interested in or what field do you want to pursue? So I know I mentioned my internship at Parkland in that because I think it's kind of the perfect way to show um, why I'm really interested in it. Because I know a lot of times people don't really have concrete I guess, reasons for wanting to do it rather besides just like, oh, I took a class in X, Y, and Z and I thought it was really interesting. So I thought having a internship that showed where I actually hands had hands-on experience, actually got to see what it was like to work in that field. So I think that internship provided a valuable aspect that could add to my supplemental essay that truly showed my passion for what I wanted to study. And for me, I didn't write one about the law firm just because, you know, I wasn't doing particularly compelling work making legal templates for lawyers. But I think I did mention it in a few interviews where they asked about any job experience I had. Um, and, And I spun it, you know, perfectly honestly, you know, like this experience taught me that maybe being a lawyer wasn't exactly what I wanted to do with my life. And that I was more undecided going into college, which meant I was open to more opportunities. Spin, 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 you know the drill. Um, but but I, I think even if you've had unfulfilling internship opportunities, I definitely think there's still ways to incorporate that into your application in different ways. Because it's, you know, also one way of describing yourself is also what you are not or what you're not interested in or how you've been set back by something. So maybe an experience with an internship was a moment when you realized that, oh, my preconceptions about something were totally wrong. I actually want to do X, Y, Z instead. And that's a perfectly compelling story too. So even if you've had a bad internship experience, you know, I think there's still places to go with it in college essays and college applications. Now, when you're trying to get an internship, a lot of the time you'll you'll probably have an interview in the final stage of trying to hire it. Maybe you went to a job fair, handed out some resumes, got to talk to some people at the company, and then now you've gotten called in to the interviews. We've talked a lot about interviews because we are a college admissions podcast, and right now is the interview time of the process. Uh, but what were some things, if anything, that 
seem different to you about the internship interview versus a college admissions interview? Well, I think, of course, the... Okay, never mind. Well, I think there's a few similarities between a college interview and an interview for an internship in that good interviews for both college and internships have to be geared towards either the college you're applying to or kind of the internship that you're applying to. So say whenever you're applying to college and you go in for an interview, one of the most common questions that we've mentioned a lot is why school? Why do you want to go to this school? And I think that kind of translates to when you're applying to an internship, because if you're applying to an internship, say, um, for a research lab, that's going to be very different from, say, applying to a law firm. Because if you're applying to a kind of research lab thing, you're going to want to present a lot of the science classes you're taking, other experiences that you've had, whether it be your own research, other projects you've been working on. Whereas for if you're applying um, to work like in the politics area or for a law firm, you're going to have other activities that you're going to want to talk about to kind of show why you're uniquely qualified um, to get this internship. So I think it kind of relates in that way between having a college interview and an internship interview. One more point I'll add on here is that I think the questions are going to be different between the interview for a employer and the interview for college. I think the interview for an employer might be more directed to the sector or the industry. So so I got a lot of questions about my writing abilities when interviewing for the law firm position, which I didn't really get in the college interview like at all. Um, but I think there are more similarities than not, right? So when we talked about how to answer the why college questions in the college interview, you should be prepared to basically answer the same form of questions for job interviews. You should be able to explain why you are interested in that position by incorporating your own experience and also what parts of the firm or what parts of the job you're interested in or what you want to get away from the internship. So do you think you can go into an internship interview with the same mindset of a college admissions interview or no? I do think so. You know, we, you know, there, there are going to be specific ways, subtle ways that you might want to change your answer depending on what the employer is, depending on what the sector you're seeking employment is. But th there are still universal guidance or pieces of advice for interviews that still hold true. Like you want to be engaging, you want to be personable. You want to tell stories, not just give facts and blanket statements. You want to give details, not just directly answer the question, but flesh it out. You know, things like that are just always going to be true whenever you're in an interview setting, whenever you're asked a question. So, Nee, how, how did your internship interviews go? So, a lot of my interviews kind of went... So we I, we were at a job fair and there were kind of like a lot of people lined up. So it was a um we had a few appointments but not everyone had one. So I think that was kind of different. But a lot of the interviews started out with me kind of giving them my resume and a lot of times they would scan through it and I kind of identify a few extracurriculars that match with the sector that their company was sort of in. So for example, one of my interviews was for a math tutoring 
kind of company, and they focused on my work with tutoring at a homeless shelter and also um, volunteering to teach Vietnamese on the weekend. So, so I spent most of my interview kind of talking about those experiences, what I've learned, what I've, what I do within those certain areas. So I think it's mainly for them to kind of get to know what skills I already have and if I would be a good fit um, for that job in particular. Now, another important part of the interview, just like a college admissions interview, is going to be the resume. Again, a similar question. Do you think you can adapt your college admissions resume slash college interview resume to an employer resume for your internship? Or do you think you should start over and focus on something completely different? I think it really depends on how much... To be honest, how much effort you want to put into your resume. Because ideally, you would kind of have a separate resume garnered towards a specific job. So say if you were, like as I mentioned before, applying for a research lab, you would put a lot of your science courses that you've been taking, um, any other research you've done, I don't know, maybe papers, research papers that you've written. And that would kind of be different for if you're applying to another job. But I think what I use in my case, the the resume I used for my college interviews were pretty similar to the ones I used in my internship interviews. And the one thing that you should always keep in mind is that never have a resume that's more than one page, like one-sided. Because I've heard a lot of people say if there are two pages most employers won't even bother looking at the second page. So that's when I think you kind of need to be selective about the things you want to include. Because I know a lot of us sometimes will always try to pad our resumes with all the activities we've done. But if you're applying to a job and you know specifically you want to work within this um, sector related to this certain kind of field, that the activities that you have on your resume really show them that you're someone fit for this job. Um, so I think that's, if you want to go that route, would be um, a really good idea to do. Yeah, I think the difference is that what Nee said is that employers really want short to the point resumes, whereas for colleges, you can get away with having a lot of details. UT even asks for an expanded oh, resume, yeah. and if you talk to any of their admissions counselors, they want every single detail. It's possible. like four to five pages, at least for mine. So definitely don't bring yeah. that to a internship or job interview because no one's going to want to read all of that. Yeah, so for colleges, I just gave them my UT expanded resume. So they got all the details they could ever possibly want. But for employers, they're not going to go through that. And they don't like people who try to give them too much information. So for employers, you want to customize your resume resume for the particular employer for the particular industry. So, you know, let's say you have two tranches of experience, right? One in, you know, research and science and another in, you know, tutoring piano or something. And you're applying to an internship at a music company. You know, it probably makes sense to leave some of the research and science off and really play up your time as a pianist, your time as a tutor in piano. If you're wanting to work in politics, maybe you want to do things that 
highlight your experience with organizing, your experience with leadership, how you've brought people together around a common goal. Say that you're the president of NHS, you're the president of the debate team, you've done things to organize activities that have people, you know, try to help the community or, you know, try to help themselves win, uh, in my case, for debate, right? Things that show that you're able to organize people. What might not be so helpful is, you know, you saying that you did solo work in a lab because that doesn't deal with the description of generally what a political internship for people of our age would be doing. So it needs to be customized to the job and to the job description. Since both of you have done internships over the summer, what ways do you think helped you get the most out of your internship? All right, so when I kind of started my internship at first, the first, I would say, two to three weeks, it was a lot of paperwork kind of just like in the office all day, which kind of took me by surprise at first because like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to intern at a hospital. I'm going to be getting to do so many cool things, blah, blah, blah. But at first, to be honest, it was kind of underwhelming. But what I've learned was that it's just... What, but what I did was I kind of took the initiative and sought out other opportunities to do because I only worked part-time. So I was like, oh, hey, I'm already at Parkland Hospital. There's so many um, opportunities available here. So I just, so I reached out to my supervisor and asked, hey, since I'm only working part-time, can I take um, a few hours after I'm done and go shadow a physician or a shadow a surgeon. And since I was kind of already within the Parkland system, I was able to do that a lot easier than if I applied outside of the system because they had all of my paperwork. So after I kind of had more shadowing hours doing both paperwork and also getting to see the other aspects of working in a hospital, I think that's what made my internship really valuable because I did take the initiative to ask my supervisors because what I found is that supervisors are always willing to help you especially if you're a high school student they know that you're here to get the experience so if you want to make the most out of your internship just don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to ask hey can I do this if you're just doing a bunch of paperwork you can always ask hey I see that you're doing this project I'm really interested in it I've been also doing some similar thing at school and most of the time they'll allow you to help in some way Michael, how did you find a way to get something out of your two internships that you've done? So for the law firm one, you know, I think you get a sense of how I feel about it. It was a little bit boring, a little bit boring. But I think what I got out of it most was connections and meeting lawyers who who taught me what it actually meant to be a lawyer, which is a lot of writing, sitting at a desk, paper pushing, especially if you're at something that's more transactional, like... A patent law firm and so that, that taught me a lot about maybe why i want to you know not be a boring corporate attorney or maybe why i don't want to be an attorney at all so that definitely that, that definitely um shifted how i thought about my future a whole bunch because up to that point i was like yeah of course i'm going to law school now i'm not so sure so so the other internship i did uh, was with Battleground Texas, and this was after my senior year, before my freshman year of college. And so if you don't know, Battleground Texas is an organization that tries to make Texas a competitive state by registering more voters. If if you look at the stats, um, if you look at the 2016 numbers in particular, 
you know, Hillary and Trump spent millions and millions of dollars and visited this state dozens of times. Ohio. Perennial swing state. Bellwether state. Well, Trump ended up winning Ohio by nine points. Trump also ended up winning Texas by nine points. That's how close the election was in Texas. So Battleground's view was that if you were to register more voters, especially from underrepresented groups like minorities that tend up to tend to vote Democratic, you're going to get even closer and closer margins for future Democratic candidates. So over the summer, I helped with voter registration, but also a lot of the back end of it. So recruiting volunteers, making phone calls, organizing events, that type of thing. So I think what I got out of that was a fairly holistic view of what it meant to be an organizer at a very grassroots level for one of these political organizations. I also learned a lot about Excel. Um, so I did a lot of data analysis to find which particular precincts had a high propensity uh, of voter to vote Democratic, but also a low voter registration. So those are the places, obviously, that Battlegrounds mission would target. So I did a lot of analysis finding those precincts to do events in. So so I actually did a lot of very practical work that I learned a lot of, lot here. I also, you know, obviously got connections, enjoyed it, um, but definitely learned a lot at this particular internship. And I think the secret is pushing to get what you want. I was an unpaid internship for Battleground Texas. So, you know, I was a little bit more willing to be like, you know what? not really interested in driving with you for two hours to deliver paperwork to the county office to 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 help to to finalize voter registration paperwork you can drive alone not into that i would like to do some data analysis for you and i did it right so i was in a better position in that point i think i was older and more mature at that point but also the unpaid paid thing helped because I felt like I had a little bit more leverage at that point to be like, actually, I don't want to do this. Let me do something else that I'm more interested in. And I think that would also be very helpful for you. So don't be afraid to push back to get what you want, you know, and and it's also what Nee did, right? Like when Nee asked her, her, her supervisor, if she could shadow people after she was done with work, that's a very similar thing. If you want something, the worst thing you do, the, the, the worst that could happen if you ask is they say no. So you should always ask to do what you want to do. Because otherwise, they're just going to give you paperwork. They're just going to do the bare minimum. You have to push them to give you more, to give you more responsibility, to give you more interesting work. Yep, I definitely agree. I like that he uh, mentioned that the worst they can, that they can say is no, which is definitely true. If you want to go do something, go ahead and do it. Especially if you're out there working for free, right, Michael? Yeah. If you're working for free, you should get something out of it. That's Because you're not getting money out of it, so you should get something out of it. Well... On that depressing note, we will end the podcast for today. It actually hasn't been that depressing. Uh, you should get an internship because it can be fun. It can be interested, interesting. And if you don't do interesting work, you should ask for interesting work. So thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast of Admissions Uncovered. We are the college admissions podcast for the students by the students. We'd also love you to go to freezecrowd.com. They're our sponsors for this week. It's the go-to platform for college students and college alumni. It's a great place to meet new people, connect with them, talk with them, look at their pictures. They are the first real sponsors this podcast has had. So we'd love it if you'd go to freezecrowd.com, check them out, and uh, sign up with your .edu email. As always, you can find us at AUPodFM on Twitter and at admissions.com.uncovered at 
Facebook, and Instagram. We, we put out helpful hints about college admissions, interviews, internships, and all the funny memes about college admissions on our social media channels. So you should check us out and give us a like, follow, and uh, I guess there's no subscribe. <laughs> I'm not a YouTube vlogger. <laughs> uh, but check us out on social media. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.